there we go. I guess we're recording now. Uh, so to get things underway, we'll be reading from page 62 today. Uh, second paragraph. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles we think are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal, we are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we pass to freedom. Take it away, Paul. Thanks, Jacob. Nice to see you and everyone else. Uh, <clears throat> well, obviously this is some of the fundamental stuff of our program and uh, selfishness, self-centeredness. Uh, the thing we're sort of offering here is to see self as something foreign to us instead of seeing it as an extension of us or, and uh, we're not speaking about the sense of an ego, at least the way I define it. <clears throat> because when people describe having an ego and losing an ego, who is that person that says it's having an ego or has an ego and who has lost the ego? That's where I feel is the sense of self. It's, it's truly a sense of self. And so, and yet this sense of self isn't like the sense of spirit, which is that onness or feeling like you're awake <clears throat> without becoming awake or doing anything. The sense of self has to be produced and manufactured. And that I believe is what the mental processes are doing and are used to do. So when there's a lot of obsession with self, I truly believe the, that is a way of reinforcing the identification as self. Yeah. So the head obsesses over this thing to reinforce the idea that we are that thing. Uh, if you really were that thing, you wouldn't have to obsess over it all the time. You would just be living from it <clears throat> or living as it 
but because there's another possibility, this possibility does a lot of advertising, a lot of fucking manufacturing, a lot of reinforcing. And I think that's what the head does. So the problem resides in the mind. And I think the problem is, is, uh, and I'm not saying we're in the act of being identified as self, but the head is for sure, or the mental activities. <clears throat> so when you go to the memories and you picture you, you see you as a body, yes? When you're worrying about you in the future, you're worrying about being a body. Now, you may be in a body, but being a body is a different situation. Uh, this identification as self is usually presented as a body. Yeah, so the feeling of being a thinker is imaged as a body. The feeling of being uh, the doer is imaged as a body. The, the, the sense of being the feeler is is imaged as a body so and then it gets to be such a weird thing where the body identification and the brain identification is so solid that we think we have to have a spiritual condition to override those conditions when the spirit's condition is the primary condition i feel yeah i feel that awakeness or consciousness that we're seemingly demonstrating all day isn't an attribute that Paul has, but is Paul, really. <laughs> and uh, it's just that simple. <clears throat> so, um, and when there was start an entertaining of this idea, I started having lasting relief. So I figured I was onto something, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it seems to have delivered the goods like no other answer has so and i've stayed open for other answers but nothing else has come and uh so we present it here on this platform we don't present uh that many ideas about the steps we look at the steps based on this idea that self is a foreign activity let's say or a parasitical movement or a pathogen that's been introduced and this is a funny sort of virus because it talks to you as you. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's got a different little strategy that seems to be working pretty well because there it is ruining our lives out in the open, but it's completely camouflaged for any accountability. It's mind boggling, really. It really is. Even when we go look at it, which we don't want to. And I've always thought, you know, a lot of people in our society and now in recovery go out at step four and step nine. Yes. And it's funny why people would go out at step four, because we love to take inventories of other people. I mean, it would, you would think you would love to have someone listen to you about you for four hours doing a fifth step, but a lot of people have a real difficult time because the disease doesn't want you to look at your role because you're going to see its role really. Yeah. And after a while, you see most of what you called your role was its role. <laughs> so the freedom is from the bondage of self and this act of being identified is the activity of bondage, really. Yeah.
And so when he says here, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making, I don't agree with that step, statement. Yeah, I do not believe our troubles are, are of our own making. I believe they're of self's making, yes? And I see self as foreign. So this is substantially different view, yeah? And then everything else about the program can be seen through this lens. It doesn't, the lens doesn't change the program. It may bring an, an illumination to us through the program, yeah? And that's what it's done with me. And he, so here we are. So let me re read this. So basically selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Now, most people would say I'm selfish and self-seeking. That to me is the root of the problem. It's the identification with self-centeredness and selfishness. <laughs> That's it, really. That's the diagnosis. Yeah. So when the head tells me I'm selfish and self-seeking, or I hear from reading a book that I'm selfish and self-seeking, I see something sure is, but I don't believe I am. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think I'm the one. I don't think I play both roles. Am I the am I the one that drives me or am I that which is driven? Yeah, by a hundred forms. Yeah. I would say uh, we're the, we're in, we play the role of being driven. So in I feel, the way I look at the program, it's no matter what, we're going to be driven. So let's see if we can make a decision to have a different driver enter our lives and then be driven by the higher power instead of being driven by self. <laughs> yeah, because... We're a vehicle of expression and stuff, and we're going to be driven. Something's going to move us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the idea is that I'm doing all the moving to me is uh, it's a masking of the fact that we're being moved. Yeah. Feelings come over us. Ideas come over us. Emotions come over us and we're moved by those emotions like anger or compassion, love, empathy, hate, all this stuff, yeah? We're constantly being moved and it's presented quite clearly in the big book because basically perhaps there's a better way is, do you wanna be moved by self or do you wanna be moved by the spirit or the infinite, yes? Or the old employer, new employer. They, you know, they're presenting it as basically you might not have known it, but there's an option. <laughs> yeah. Now, the option isn't directed to self in where we're coming from. Is the option is not to be directed by self. Yeah. And how can I break this bondage of self? I can't, obviously. But when the bondage of self is broken, it's when I see that it's not me, really. That's what happened with me. It was a sudden recognition that I'm not that. And then as soon as that hit, the next possibility showed up based on that, you know, recognition, I'm not that, which is I can be free from it. Yeah. I finally got a live solution. Yeah. Because 
it had destroyed the solution of AA in a certain speak by binding it to the idea of self was going to be the one who got recovered. Yeah, self was going to do this, self was going to do that. So there was a bondage of self even in recovery. Yeah, but then when I saw it wasn't me, it was a new possibility. I could be freaking free from this. Yeah. And then my head out started entertaining that apart from self, not as self. Yeah? What I am entertained that apart from self. It didn't entertain it as self. Yeah? And this thing landed, and it's changed this life completely. Yeah? It's allowed this life that had a record, a historical record of not traveling that light yeah, just travel lighter through whatever circumstances we're going to come to this this life. Yeah, and I've watched it over the years, and this idea has proved to be extremely reliable, and it brings up the fodder and all the material that's actually brought to step six and seven. Yeah, because I there's a recognition of the old patterns of what I'm not, the old footprints of what I'm not. And I bring that to six and seven, again, I'm changed, yeah? Again, I'm reconfigured. There's usefulness in it, but how it's being used isn't that useful. So I turn it over to something else to extract the usefulness in it and use it better, yeah? And I become the beneficiary and so do others. It's really simple in a way because it's at a very, it's a conception point, yeah? It's before you're, you've signed up that you're going to be self for the rest of your life. And so what the freak are you going to do about it? It breaks that contract and you see it. Maybe I'm not that, yeah? Maybe what the thoughts are describing isn't me. Maybe what the thoughts are trying to motivate isn't me, yeah? And then I saw over the years, the, one of the first targets that became obvious was my, what that means in our living, yeah? And I used to do a little workshop with the fourth step, and I'd put down the money, health, relationships, and then I would say, um, I can change that word completely without changing any letter in it. And just put my in front of it and then have the people feel. Yeah, it's just amazing. You, the difference that the my brings about to whatever comes after it. Yes. So basically, the solution to the my is not after, it's before it. Yes. The effects of the my are shown after it. My money, my problems, my health, my ma, ba 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 ba. But the solution is before it. Yeah. What happens if there's a problem, but it's not yours? Yeah. What happens if there's, let's say, money, but it's not actually yours? You could see it more as a flow, so to speak. Yeah. So instead of trying to change the words that come after it, Look at the my and see if it's true or not. And then the words that come after it will be given a different meaning. Yeah. I mean, it's instead of taking a thousand steps. Yeah. You just take one. 
And then you express that one in, in the thousand steps you may take of living, yeah? So you're not using living to start living, you're living. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking a thousand steps. I can't wait till I start living. No, I recognize I'm living. <laughs> I recognize what's happening. Um, you know, I see blue is blue and red is red. It's being awake, yeah? Not being awake how we glorify it, but just as the basic condition, we're awake, yeah? Now, we can work hard to seem not to be awake, and we can work hard to try to become awake, but the fact is we're awake, yeah? Something is on, and basically uh, all the shenanigans come after that, yeah? But the, the onness is hard to, it's hard to argue with, yeah? The I amness, yeah? Because there's an onness, yes, something is experiencing here, something is seeing, hearing, yeah? I don't think it's a thing, but yeah? There's, something's going on before all the head goes on, yeah? Uh, so, and it's ended up, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10.30 California time. That's where it's ended up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I feel if you just took five minutes, just do, a, just write a resentment and then write your resentment and see the difference. The possibility of resentment is leaving the percentage is way higher than the possibility of my resentment leaving. <laughs> that bird doesn't even need to be caged. It's just going to fly around you. Yeah. But resentment, you'll probably see that it doesn't have much life. It's what we breathe into it. And why we breathe so much life into it is we think it's Something, someone stepped on my toes. Something did this. So, yes. So, let's just listen if you like and see where it lands. And if, if it keeps moving you, far out. Yeah. And this, if it supports this, let's, this little fledgling idea, that idea is going to grow. Yeah. Because it's substantial and it's based on a foundation that's solid. Yeah. So the idea of maintaining a spiritual condition really, isn't it more a mental condition that needs to be maintained? <laughs> the mental condition of having some sanity that precedes the, you know, where the insanity that used to precede the first drink is now replaced with sanity. I really believe it's the spiritual condition that allows the mental condition of sobriety be, to be maintained. I do not believe you need to maintain a spiritual condition. I think you are one, but I believe the spiritual condition is what allows the mental condition to be established in sobriety. I do. I do not believe the mental condition can pull that off. I can't. It's, that's where the problem resides. <laughs> that's insane to seek counsel from the problem about the problem. So, so yes. I hope you get the spirit of what we're trying to impress or 
actually communicate. Yeah. It's more of a sense, just like the sense of self is. This is the sense of spirit, so to speak. Yeah. And yet the sense of spirit is based by, by you know, in truth and fact, where the sense of self has to be that that doll has to be blown up every day. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> It's so much work to avoid the first, fourth step. It would be so much easier just to do it, yeah? Isn't it the case, really? I mean, you you huff and puff for months and you <laughs> just get there and write the fucker, yeah? Move on. <laughs> but it loves to drag its feet because it doesn't want to be revealed, obviously. That's one of its master tricks. It has us believing it's us, yeah? <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah thank you thanks for uh, having us and allowing this platform to to exist really it's based on everyone here michael and kerry and everyone else and the people jacob that set everything up yep so yeah yeah thanks paul do we have any questions uh any shares please raise your hand uh, in the meantime, Paul, yeah, it seems that what would keep us from doing the fourth step is just self playing God. And I don't know that self would necessarily ever quit playing God. It's just that it starts to become quieter or it's uh, futility or the, the, how it yeah. fails just becomes evident. Well, the thing is, it's, uh, it has to borrow the money, the God money from us. It doesn't mm -hmm. have any of its own. Yeah. So... When I, when a lot of times when you're hearing the head, it sort of sounds like you when you were trying to convince someone to give you money when you didn't have it. Yes. Yeah? Or to, you know, go to the ATM or get, <laughs> it sounds quite like that constantly. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times we were unabashedly like letter by letter ex expressing it when we were out there. Yeah. And it, but it's what's going on. It's a pauper, but it needs our cash. So it convinced yeah. us to give us it's our God juice so it can play God with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It can't do shit without us. Yeah, there's a saying, uh, what is it? We never have to talk ourselves into doing anything good. Like we always it's always the bad stuff that we need to talk ourselves into doing. I know it goes and you know it's it's a fucking master manipulator really yeah. it is because uh I mean uh <laughs> it never has delivered the goods has it really no. you know if a if a company we always use the example of a furniture company if a furniture company you bought a couch from them and then it, it's been like three years, you still haven't gotten the couch and they all have his excuses, rationale and, and fucking blaming. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they can't deliver the goods. And this sounds like the head. Yeah. Yeah. Of someone who always delivers what they say they're going to deliver, they don't need excuses, rationale or blame. Yeah. Because they deliver the goods. Recovery delivers the goods, doesn't it? I feel it really gives you 
a freedom, even if it's you start with it's a freedom from drinking that day. What a huge freedom at that point where you when you at a point where you haven't been able to stop. Yeah, to stop is unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable, even if it's for half a day or a day. Yeah. And then that freedom keeps getting expanded, the definition of it. It's beautiful. Yeah, really. So I, you know, yeah. Then you get into some sublime expressions of freedom. Yeah. The ability to enjoy peace of mind, feeling a new power flow in, all of those things about the promises all around in the book. You intimately have an experience of all of them, all those effects. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So the same, because the thing is, it was the same tyrant in 1935 as it is today. Mm -hmm. See, the parasite hasn't changed. So therefore, when people uh, express the relief from it, it's, it's intimate to other people who are getting relief from it right now because it hasn't changed yet. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. So a book that was written in 39 for many of us is the most intimate book we've ever read. Why is that? Because we've lived under the tyranny they were relieved of. Yeah. And we're in the act of being relieved of it. It's the same tyranny of self. It's not plural. It's self. The bond, it doesn't say the bondage of myriad selves. It's the bondage of self. It's an idea that we're something that we're not. Yeah. And it gets us into a lot of fucking pickles. Yeah. And we never turn the bag over to it. We hold the bag of re responsibility and shame and guilt and remorse. Mm -hmm. Yes. We hold that bag. When we were that which was driven to that behavior, where's the, where's the forgiveness? And yeah. Where's the coming to peace about that? I think that's one of the effects that I feel is sorely lacking in our community. Some people who've had 30 years are still like corroded with a lot of guilt and shame based on what they believed they did when they were using and drinking. Yes. I see that as rooted in the act of being identified as that which has defeated you. And I believe the freedom is based on seeing that which has defeated you is not you. Clearly, I mean, it's very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. We're not trying to cloud anything about steps or traditions or anything like that, or the concepts or the world, whatever. We're looking at the exact nature of the wrong. And I truly believe it's rooted in the act of being identified as self. Yeah. And if you hear this message, you'll probably see it go on in your head. You will. You'll see the head in the act of being identified as self. It talks from there. It assumes it to be true. It's historically believed in the head. 
It believes it's going to be the future. It's the only vehicle there is, you. Yes, you've been you the whole freaking time. Yeah. So it was you that was doing all that shit while you were under the influence. Yeah, because it's you that's doing all that shit right now. Yeah, and it, it tries to keep reinforces this continuum. Where, okay, let's get some freedom around the past, please, at least. Yes. I truly believe, based on my own experiences in, in, in being under the act of being driven, I completely, to my fucking big toe and to my newly cut hair, that <laughs> I had no power over that doing. <laughs> if there was a decision made, it, I had, they didn't call me for any advice or consultation. It just happened. And then I was driven and I ended up holding the bag. Yeah. Do I want to keep holding it after 34 years? Do I? After 34 years of sobriety, do I want to keep holding that bag? No, I don't feel. I think it's way past time to to have the next wave of recovery, which is, yeah, I did all my amends. I did all this. You're not going to say I was responsible for that shit. I was, I'm accountable for it in this ball game. Yeah, I was wearing the outfit, the uniform. Yes, yeah, so I'm accountable, but you're not going to keep saying you're responsible for the rest of my fucking life. I just don't see it. Completely do not see it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like tithing. You know how people, the tithing, the head has you tithing to it every day. Worry about inane shit because, and then I'll keep you from that big foot coming out of the sky and squishing you. All the things you fear, you've been through worse already. You know, all the conditions you're afraid that you'll end up in and you're so afraid of, you've been in them already. You've been in worse. Yeah, tons of us have been in way worse. You know what I mean? I swear to God. Oh, I may have to move. Wow. Fuck, I had no place to live. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Really. I'm so afraid. What the fuck? You've been through hell and high water. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Great gratitude for whatever has saved us. Let's not, you know, sometimes I feel it's so arrogant to keep entertaining this fear when it's been removed. Yes? Yeah. I don't know. So, hey. All right. Anyone, Jacob? We don't have any hands right now, but uh, Emma said something that was pretty cool. Oh, actually, Gail has her hand up as well as Jack G. But I also want to mention, uh, I think Emma is new here, and she wrote something in the chat. Uh, she says, doesn't, doesn't it tell us that in the big book? Once we straighten out our spirituality, we straighten out mentally. Once we straighten out spiritually, we straighten out mentally and physically. And you mentioned strengthening it being our spirituality. Uh, being Is our spirituality our flimsy read, I think is what she said. I don't know what she means by that necessarily. But see, in ours, the way we see it is spirituality is like a rock. It's solid. Mm -hmm. 
It was, it is, it will be. The mental, physical aren't. Yeah? Yeah. They can be quite influenced. So why not allow the spirit to influence the mental and the physical? Yes? Yeah. Yes. And start, start relying on spirit instead of the mental and the physical. Yeah? And see if life works better. Literally. Yeah? yeah. Check it out. Does Has it worked... Uh, there's a statement in the book that being convinced so I was be I was convinced somewhere that you know I'm screwed completely and I'm not managerial quality yes so yeah whatever I was whatever was driving me wasn't driving me that well so yeah so what needs to change is the driver, yeah? Yes? I don't, I'm not interested in comp- trying to spend my whole life trying to rehab the old driver. I just want it replaced with a new driver, yes? That's all, yeah? I did enough to rehab the old driver so it stopped driving into the walls it did every day. The programs changed the action figure. But I don't, it's not like, um, oh, I have been renewed. I don't believe that. Yes. Yeah. So I just, yeah. So spirit to me isn't a flimsy read at all. I think it's the, actually, it's the most solid non-thing available. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that what really gets maintained by the recognition of our nature of being spirit is the mental condition. I don't believe the mental condition is going to maintain a spiritual condition. (laughs) I just don't. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you. Uh, Thank you to Emma and welcome, Emma. And we also have Gail here. Gail on her pink cloud, come in. Hi, Paul. Um, I think you may have answered my question in your what you just said, but I'm hearing uh, that the things that I did when when the the um, you know the addict mind was in control, the diseased mind was in control, that those things were not me. I'm I'm I really get that, and then so I'm saying, okay, so it's about letting go of just any kind of rumination with that, just, just dropping it as not, not me. Okay. So then does that mean the things that I did along the way in and out of the disease, the things that like, say when I had periods, when I wasn't actively uh, acting out, were those things like good things and the things when I was acting out or the things I drop or, and if I drop the whole thing, then what's left. And I hear you saying the spirituality is solid and I'm guessing it's like when they say, you know, jump off the cliff, you don't get to see that something's going to catch you until you jump. So I'm the things I'm asking you for, I'm thinking I'm not going to experience until I take that leap leap of faith and ju- and let let it all go and see what's left. So I'm not sure if that's a question, but that's just a if there's a dilemma that I struggle a bit with, it's like I'm right at that precipice where it's like 
okay, I'm ready to drop it all, the past, the, the, what is it, the wreckage of the past. But then what's, what, then what's left? Was my whole life just a, a, an illusion, an imaginary thing? That's above know. our pay scale. Just do okay. stick with the first thing. <laughs> so, okay. Stick with that. And as it's in the seventh, I think it's in the seventh step, which is, says, you know, uh, take all of me, the good and the bad. So, yes, it's a, it's a holistic. It's not a piecemeal uh, wow. intention. Yes. So basically, you're basically saying, all right. Hopefully it, you know, it comes from the, the other failing of self, you know, life run on self-will. That's it. So that's like the, that's the base note of the whole choir is that. And then you're basically just making a statement. Hey, I'm willing to, for you, whatever that is to you, to have all of me. All of me is comprehensive. Yeah. The I miss good that. end of it, I and miss uh, that. do with it as you will, mm -hmm. and also it will tell you about what you used to think was good and bad. It's going to do the idea of good and bad with it as it will, and you're going to get those downloads, and you may come up with a whole different idea of what good and bad is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you may believe that. The idea of good and bad is, has been drawn by that which is playing God. Yeah, and you need maybe a, a new revision of all that. Yeah. And so you, here, take it all, and then you're gonna get it back. So don't worry, you're not losing shit. You're gonna get a lot back, but it's gonna be renewed and checked out and changed. Yes. I, I love it. Yeah. The, it, it's like the recovery is in the details. And it's like, I've read that seven step, you know, God, please have, have me good and bad, but I sort of skipped over the good. And then I'm focused on take the bad stuff, take the bad stuff. And you're like, it's, it's the, it's holistic. It's like, you're, you're giving it all. You're letting yes. go. Of it. Yeah. So that's, what we have old ideas about good and bad. About good and bad says we have to let go of all our old ideas or the result will be nil. Okay. Well, there's a lot of old ideas about good and bad, yes? And look at what happens. A lot of us have heard it at meetings or went through it ourselves where people had an idea of the bad, like the worst thing that ever happened to them. And then they're in AA for a while and they see it as the best thing that ever happened to them because they brought it to, it brought them to AA. So, Good and bad is not like uh, drawn in cement. Yes, it's, yeah. So remember that statement, you know, you know, the result will be nil unless you let go of all your old ideas. Yes. Now to me, what? Somebody called me. So, uh, to me, uh, the oldest idea is the idea of you as a self, tell you the truth, yeah? And I figure uh, instead of letting go of all of them, just let, of, let go of that one and then see how your ideas about the others change. Yeah, yeah? That's so helpful, thank you so much, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You.
Thank you, yeah. Because some people think they know what's bad about them and know what's good. And they that whole structure that they're living under may be old ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not saying you're going to get permission to kill people, but I'm <laughs> saying things could... Uh... <laughs> yeah. In other words, the apertures that the head has, it, it's got them locked in old ways and then sight will be restored to you. Yeah. It's almost like the panoramic sight will be restored, not to the myopic sight. Yeah. But as a replacement, in a sense, of the myopic. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see the myopic from the panoramic. It's it it's crazy of trying to see the panoramic with the myopic. I just don't see it works out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you can't go shopping for new ideas with the old ideas. <laughs> the old ideas are gonna buy the same old ideas. <laughs> <laughs> The old ideas don't come up with new ideas. <laughs> they just come up with old ideas clothed differently. <laughs> the old idea is usually rooted in, I, I'm going to use some form of management to get what I want and not lose what I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say just see which is the oldest idea. And that is you, really. You didn't even have it when you were a baby. It grew when you were hit about four or five, I guess, two or three. Yeah. One of its first moves was mine. You know what I mean? The fights in the sand, uh, the sand pit. No sharing of toys. These are my, my toys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the head just started going off on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nice to see you, Gail. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Gail. And we have Jack G. Come on in, Jack. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm an alcoholic. Jack, can you hear me? Yes. Hold on. Fucking Bluetooth. We can hear you. Oh. Did you hear me swear? Yes, we did. Yeah. That's weird. I can't hear you that well. Wait, just give me one second. Okay. Um. Anyway, Paul, it's great to see you. And uh, it's great to um see everybody actually um so i've been i've been going to some uh aa zoom meetings uh recently and um you know i i've 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 seen um a lot of people with sobriety um and they're really uh suffering and um you know, I, I I heard somebody this uh, this morning with 34 years it said they were going through a bad time and uh, and they decided they would do uh, 
90 and 90 again and, and uh, you know, work with a newcomer and, and uh, you know, all that basic stuff. But, um, and, th and this isn't to say that I'm all better and they're not, and like I don't suffer. Um, but, you know, I, I did the, uh, the steps in 1990, my first year of sobriety. And uh, um, what, my, what my fourth step and fifth step revealed to me uh, was that I was a very uh, angry person. And, uh, <clears throat> and I did my eighth step and my ninth step. And uh, you notice I'm using the word my a lot. And uh, um, I picked up a drink after 27 years. So, um, you know, I've heard you say in the past, what can a failed system show you is that it's a failed system. Um, and I don't think that uh, the steps are a failed system and I don't think sobriety is a failed system, but I think when I do the steps, it's a failed system, you know? And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I've been sober again for three years now, and I've thought a couple times about doing the steps again. And um, <clears throat> I, all I know is that if I'm the one that does them, they're gonna fail again. So, um, well, then you don't have to worry about it because it's <laughs> right. you that does it. <laughs> Seriously. Right. So you're already, you, you got success guaranteed. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not joking, really. It's true. Yeah. This idea that you once did it and now you're not going to do it, you really basically never did it. The head just claimed to be the one who did it. Yeah. And then it directed uh, a lot of things based on that claiming. Yeah. This is what we see through. So I don't care if the head's feeling like it's doing it, do it. Because it's not doing it. <laughs> it can claim it, but it doesn't do it. Yeah. The doing is in a realm not of self. Self's realm is claiming doing and driving uh, situations to the point where some doing will occur, but it is not the doing of anything. It's a claiming. Yeah? yeah. This action figure is the doer of stuff. Yeah? It's like a vehicle. It's what drives to the store. Yes, you sit in it and you may be driving it, but you're not driving to the store or being carried to the store by you. You're being carried by the car. Yes. So the car is what does stuff. What's directing the car can lead it to do shit. Yes. But that which is directing it doesn't do it. Yeah. And so the selfing's main activity is claiming. 
Yeah. And in that claiming, it now gives meaning to all the doing and reigns supreme because it interprets and narrates everything. Yeah. To the point where you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So to be clear, none of us have ever done it. We've been moved to do it or we weren't moved to do it. Yeah. And basically what moved me to do the steps wasn't the problem. It was the solution. Yeah. The problem led to its the system's own demise or a recognition of the failure of the system was brought about by the problem. But moving towards the solution came from the solution. That's my observing of it. Yeah. So it doesn't just do it. Just do the steps. Do help a newcomer and then watch the head try to claim it and give it a spin and and create a narrative that will pretty much uh you'll lose the sense of the doing of it yes yeah this is what happens when people they get like okay they've been they did a lot of service now they're thinking they're selfish when they're doing service the person that they're handing a sandwich to doesn't give a shit about what they're thinking they just want the person to give them the sandwich. Yeah. So the sandwich gets delivered. There you go. That was the doing. Yeah. Your idea going on about it only has importance when you're identified as an idea that's made up by all that claiming. Yes. So just do it. Help a newcomer. Do that. Do this. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. The head is claiming stuff. It dri- see it it drives us something, but the body is what completes the mission. It has to convince us to go places we wouldn't go. And it has the ability to do that because it speaks to us as us. And it brings us to places, but then it's the action that occurs that creates the consequences. Yeah, this is why the program of AA at first is specifically targeted to bring about sanity where there was an insanity that used to precede the first drink. So that its whole belief recovery is not to start. Yes, it realized One's too many and a million won't be enough. It realized that. It's very fucking clear. So abstinence is the key. Yeah. So there's got to be a solution that doesn't come after the problem. It's got to be before the problem. Yes. So I don't have any strategies to stop drinking. I don't start drinking. Yeah. I don't. So I don't have to have strategies to stop drinking. Yeah, because I bet you the head would make something up about those strategies. But now, this sobriety is a habit. It's actions without thought. Yeah. So I'm just doing life. I'm not really having a lot of narration about it. Really, not much. Yeah. 
The doing is it. So if that feels like it, this would work and that person fucking had wisdom directing it after 34 years, the wisdom's still available. Yeah, do 90 and 90 and you'll convince yourself that you're better. That's what it's going to take because you don't believe you can be better other than doing something. So do it. And then you'll get that. You'll get the feeling better. Yeah. But the feeling better wasn't produced by the 90 and 90. It was produced by the power. Yeah. So. If I needed to do something and I felt I needed to do something, I would do it. I don't feel I need to do anything, so I don't do it. Yeah? I don't get, I'm not stuck. Maybe it will be later on today. I'm not stuck. Uh, I'm not arthritically set in my idea of the solution. I'm flexible. If something goes on and triggers something that causes a, a, a discontentment or a whatever, then I'll do something. Yeah? Go to a meeting, share, wait till after the meeting, talk with people, go take a walk, do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope this gets through. It's important to me. It's not, it's important. Uh, this is how the head commandeers the recovery. Yeah. talks to us as if we're the doer and you know then it goes over all the meanings that doing could occur and then you get frozen and you don't do shit just do it there'll be results and then see what happens yeah jack yeah thanks paul yeah that's my uh, that's see you know we share our experience strength and hope and if you've been here for a while opinions also you got 34 years, you can throw some opinions out there. And this is my opinion. I, be I believe a lot of people are sober, but because their head isn't saying they're sober or they don't feel sober. So at that point, you just got to look at the basics. Am I drinking? No. Am I killing anyone? No. Yeah. And, and throw yourself a break <laughs> because... Uh, it's just uh, the slavery, the bondage can be in heaven. Like we used to say, you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it'll be hell in a day. There's bondage everywhere. The head is a... You know, the head is like describing, you know, the sunsets in heaven. And then it's describing the sunsets in hell. Yeah. Is it seeing the sunset? No, it's not. We're seeing the sunset. It claims to be the seer of the sunset, and it gives us a freaking story about it. And basically now, oh, I've seen enough sunsets. Yeah. Nah, nah. Yes, this is what it does. It takes a life and it turns it into something. And then we live without knowing that. Well, this point is about starting to know it. And when you know it and recognize it, allow it to be brought to six and seven. Ask it to be reconfigured. Everything, everything has value. The head can't extract it, but the higher power can.
Yeah. Your worst mistakes have huge value. They are due in the right hands. In the wrong hands, you'll just be beaten up with it for fucking 40 years. In the right hands, there could be a really a huge change in behavior. This is all, this is the point. Yeah. So, yeah. Jack G, great. Yeah, and then report in. Yeah, report in and say, you know, I did a little flash inventory, stuff like that. I feel better. I got out of myself by helping this guy. Great. Yeah. I, I feel better already. Well, there. Yeah. That's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It can be so fast feeling better. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out affair. These imaginary conditions can switch very easy because they're imaginary. Yeah? Right. Let's say if your leg's broken and shit like that, it's going to have more authenticity in time and shit because of the physicality of it. But most of the shit going on is mental anxiety. Yeah, that can stop like that. Because it's not, there's nothing really happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah, you don't have the condition that you're afraid you're gonna have. You're not in it. You're in something, you're in a much different place. If you get into the habit of it, that will be, see, the greatest uh, answer to the mental activity is being here. Yeah, <laughs> really. You just, like we used to say in the early AA, you know, people are so crazy. Just look at where your feet are. Yeah. Get just, get like triangulated in where you are geographically. You're here at a meeting. There's no threat. Chill out. Have some cookies. Chill. Yes. I mean, it's uh, what has moved us and brought us to so many conditions that we're so out to lunch. It's the head. Yes. We used to do this with when I worked with people more than I do now. I noticed with people, I would just have them do a basic inventory, which was not resentments, fears, just when did you wake up? What did you do? Took a shower, had a coffee. Because let's say their whole day, there's an overriding narrative. They never do enough. They're not doing what? And then I say, wow, it's actually, your life was pretty damn busy today. If you look at what actually happened and was going on, it totally negates the narrative. Yeah, it's the, the, it's the, it's the rebuttal. It's the clear negation of the story. It's being living now, yes? So, oh, the head's going, I never do enough, I never do enough. Hey, it sounds like you did a whole fucking lot before 12 and noon. And then I'd have them do it for a couple, a week or two. And then they'd get a sense, well, the narrative is way over here based out of fucking nothing. And here is what I've actually did today. And then 
the story that was going on while I was doing it had nothing to do with the doing of it. Nothing. It was about I'm not worthy or something like this, some crazy old idea. Yeah. So then they finally see Jesus Christ. I'm out to lunch. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Write down a basic thing, actually, what you did today. Yeah. Because a whole lot of shit gets done sometimes when you're doing nothing. Yeah. That's where you're enjoying peace of mind. That's where you can feel the new power flowing. Yes. This idea of uh, having to earn or be worthy was all manufactured in the head. Yeah. Do you think anyone's following what I'm doing at 828 Wilmack Avenue in Novato with a big backyard? No one. No, it's not significant to anyone probably anywhere. It's really not. Yeah. If I play with my dog a half hour or 40 minutes, no one's going to know that it was only a half hour. No one cares. Even the cat here doesn't care. Just looks at me and the dog, doesn't give a shit. Yeah. What's with the head? Let me let her in. Yeah. And it's not the head, it's the listening to it. And the listening to it is because there's an actor being identified as the character. Yeah, that's what keeps us coming back to listening to the shit all day. It's, it's, it's captured in Buddhism with the word cherishing. There's a cherishing of self. There's like a, a fixation, an adoring, a loving of it that keeps us... Uh, you know how people, when they have a biological connection with their children, they're sort of blind to a lot of what the kid's about, or really, he's maybe a big pain in the ass and shit like that. They're the last to see it because they have a, there's a love there, yeah? Which is great, but there's a love that blinds them a lot to actually what's going on. And so they can be taken advantage of and shit. So uh, this is the head, you know? Yeah. So if you want to try that inventory, give it a shot. You'll be amazed. You've got a narration probably based on 1983 or 92. Yeah. I mean, really, if you could get the, the, the tape box, you would see it. 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane seriously 2011 the day i will never be forgiven for <laughs> on and on and on i mean it's it's unbelievable <laughs> really yeah it's a hey, uh... asseth all understanding yeah you're, uh, you're starting to look like uh, Sam Houston with that haircut. Oh, I don't think he had a Long Island accent. Well, whatever. <laughs> I 
I, I got a good joke for you someday about the uh, Boston New York rivalry. You want to hear it? One. It's New York Boston. <laughs> so there's a game it's at Fenway Park. Very clear. <laughs> and uh, there's a New York fan uh, in the bathroom, and, and uh, you know he's taking a leak, and a, a Boston fan comes in the bathroom. He takes a leak, turns around, and starts walking out. And the guy from New York says, uh, he goes, hey, he goes, uh, in New York, when we're done going to the bathroom, we wash our hands. And the guy from Boston says, uh, yeah, well, in Boston, we don't piss on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that fun. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. Thank you, Paul. It was part of my day, brother. Thanks. Oh, great. Great. Thanks, hey, Dad. Uh, yeah, we got Al. All right. What's and then we're gonna end, eh? Soon. This can oh, we, have a, this can we have a newcomer. We have a newcomer, Emma. She has her hand up as well, Paul. After, after go with Al. Emma. I'll save right, that's for okay. another yeah. round. No, no, Al, come on, go ahead and then we'll get to Emma. Yeah. Okay, this is brief. Uh Alan Meshugana. Um today I'm Monsieur Roger with the word of the day. Uh, before Google, people, there was a book written by a guy. Anyway, the word is, and I, I heard it today because somebody, uh, you know, had to tell me how, what, what life was supposed to be like. Uh, and my sponsor said to me, Al, when did you become the authority again? You know, this is after I burned my cape. You know the cape. Well, every, well, some of you know the cape, the Superman cape. Save a, save a Meshuggah cape. So he's, Al, when did you become the authority again? And I watched somebody become the authority today, right before the meeting. I was like, oh, this is charming. Thank you. I can hear my sponsor's voice. So authority, I think, is another word for, I could be wrong. Roger has it in there with self, the authority. And I'm going to end right there. Hmm. Look at him cogitate. Yes. <laughs> Well, obviously, self acts as an like an authority. Yes, yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Al. And uh, we'll go to Emma. She's there. Yeah. Come on in, Emma. Oh, hi everyone. This is Emma. Uh, can I be heard? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah calling from um, Scotland, UK. I'm driving at the moment, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm stuck at the moment. I'm struggling with uh, what, step three. Uh, it's lo logically, I get it. I've admitted my powerlessness. I'm addicted to pretty much everything except alcohol and drugs. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, but, you know, I, I know that I'm powerless. I know there's something bigger than me because, you know, I'm watching the moon in the sky at the moment and I'm like, where, where did all of this come from? It wasn't me <laughs> that made it. But making the decision and turning my will over, I'm having a tough time with surrendering and letting go. And I know that that's through fear. Well, Emma, part. can I jump in a second? Yeah, go ahead. You don't have to surrender or let go. All you need to do is work with someone and start on your fourth step. Okay, 
and the rest will happen. Yes, the letting go and surrender, it's obvious we can't. That's why the only thing we can make is a decision. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so you make the decision, you get with someone, a sponsor or someone, and you set out on the course of the fourth step, which do, is doing an inventory, truly yeah. about the, the manifestations of self in your life and how you were defeated by it. Yeah. So yeah. You, the, there's no requirement to surrender or let go yet. It, there's a requirement is to start writing on paper uh, an inventory. And if you have trouble understanding the inventory, do you do you get an idea of how to do the fourth fourth step? I get an idea. I think I'm going to have a lot of trouble with it, though. Um, well, don't worry about that. But the idea, and if you stay around, maybe Michael or someone can share. But if you ever have you ever heard of these guys, Joe and Charlie? Yes, I've heard of Joe and Charlie, and uh, Mark Houston is it? Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, Joe and Charlie, you can probably uh, print out one of their uh, four column inventory sheets. Yeah. 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 So you just start with the resentment one and just basically write, you know, who or what you resent and why you, and why you think you resent them. And that's the first two columns. Yes. Yeah. And then have somebody or read about the what the third column is, which is the instinctual uh, agenda, which are broken down into three basic instincts. Yeah, social, emotional, yeah. and finance, and material security, and sex. And then, uh, so you would see what the person seemingly what you thought they did to you, how it affected those drives what, how you want, what, how, you know, they affected them. And then the fourth column is just asking four questions, I think on page 67, which is where was I, or am I being selfish, self-seeking, inconsiderate, dishonest? Yes. And there you go. Yeah. You've done a four column and then, uh, and then the narrative will pop up in your head and you beat it to it. It didn't stop you from doing the work. And so there you go, do the work. And then it will tell you, you're not doing the work right or whatever, but you're doing the work. So there you go. That's, uh, so. and then surrender and letting go will be an effectual experience, not something that you do really. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's been super, super helpful because I have been trying to figure everything out. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you can't, honey, that's why. That obviously, that's one of the defects is I believing I have to figure everything out. So that's another thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but get someone to help you with it all and start off, you know, yeah. you made the decision today. Now, if you have any time, if maybe night there next day, uh, start doing it, you know, print out one of those things and start the inventory. You can start with resentment. That's where that's how I was taught. And then fear and then looking at uh, sexual behaviors based on uh, the idea of uh, 
in the pursuit of what I wanted, the things that I did. Yeah. And we look at the sexual behavior to, to, uh, and it's not the sexual behavior. It's like if I went out with a woman and she was married to a guy, I affected that guy and the kids of the family and shit. So you start doing an inventory with the right direction. And then you're now launched on the working steps four through nine. And then there you go. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking my question. And uh, I'm happy I popped on. Thank you for making me feel so welcome. Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem, honey. You're welcome. Yes. All right. And anyone else, Mike or Ma Michael? Uh, nobody else, Paul. Oh, Jacob, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So we'll say goodbye. Eh? Yeah. So we got Emma in Scotland. That was hard to decipher. Eh? As soon as you hear her, you knew, you knew she was from Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> When we watch Scottish movies, we have to have the subtitles on. Yeah, I bet you do. This is my uh, slowed down Scottish voice. For, That's right. I you know. know. I've not got a translator at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. We know. It was very clear. It was very good. Hey, can you say uh, the word miracle for us? Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> Yeah. So Thank Jacob, you. Jacob and Alex, nice to see you guys. Kerry, as always. Kathleen, not so confused and happy. Yeah. Good. We got Tom up in Washington. Very happy that Tom's with us. I'm happy, everyone. Yeah. Chris, always good to see. He's on the New York side of the New York Boston rivalry. No. No? Oh, Chris, you just lost First a all, lot of the... Uh... I'm Boston, but I'm not a rivalry person, so I'm... You're I'm Boston? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're being dropped down to a lower tier now. Look, half yeah. my family's from New York. And uh, it doesn't from... work. But, no, you, you, uh, omit, you've blurted it out. Now okay. there's consequences. I'll it's stick okay. with it. I'll still answer some of your questions. Thanks. We got Bill C, Bill Churchman, great. We got Walter, my brother from another mother, Nina. Nice to see you, Nina. We got Al in Vegas. It's very good to have someone in Vegas. And it's very, very good to have Al in Vegas. We got Gail, uh, Rob in Louisville. And I, uh, I think you're in Florida still, right? Yes. Nice. And we got John, I think, lurking somewhere from Florida. We got Greg. Nice to see you, Greg. Good to I, see you, Paul. Yeah. We got Jack G. There he is. Nice to see you, Jack. Uh, Miles on the iPhone. Yep. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Roman. Yes. Uh, Chris T. Nice to see you, Chris. Jeffrey in uh, Seattle. We got Annette from uh, the Philly area. Marie, Dave B, Kelly, uh, Mia. Let me see. Moto G something. Lucas, Kim, another Marie, Annette. We got everyone, I think. Hey, thank you. We'll be, uh, again, website 
under events, all the stuff that's going on is there, I think. Yes. And uh, we'll be going to Mexico in February. We'll put up the what's going to happen down there. And uh, yeah, thanks. See you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul.